Hillary Fleck was awarded a May Wright Sewell Fellowship grant by Indiana Humanities earlier this year. Fleck, the collections manager at the Monroe County History Center, is researching the role of local women in the lead-up to the passage of the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, guaranteeing the right of women to vote in all elections. Next year will mark the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the amendment, and the History Center will mount an exhibit on women's suffrage from January through December. Fleck joined host Michael Glab on last week's Big Talk. The conversation continues on today's edition of Big Talk Extra. When did you start doing the research on women, the vote, suffrage in Monroe County? Mm -hmm. It was early 2019 when we started talking about, okay, what is, what's going to happen in 2020 and 2021? Like, what are we looking at for our calendar? It was out of those meetings that were like, well, 2020 is obviously the centennial of the suffrage movement. We need to do something to commemorate that. And so we were just beginning those initial conversations when the Indiana Humanities Fellowship announcement came out. And so I thought, um, I'm very passionate about the subject. And so I wanted to apply for it. So I was doing some preliminary research for the application and I had found um, that Susan B. Anthony had came, come to speak in Bloomington in 1870 and in 1887. So two times um, she has been to Bloomington um, to talk about suffrage. But it seems that also Bloomington was on the, the I would say, like lecture circuit. Yeah. And so we had quite a few famous people come through and speak on the topic to, uh, to local women. Uh, Hillary, I seem to recall going to a dedication ceremony maybe <laughs> five years ago yeah. for a plaque mm -hmm. showing where Susan B. Anthony spoke, and that's right on one of the storefronts mm -hmm. on the east side of Courthouse Square. Yeah. There used to be a church there. Yeah, so she the the convention that she spoke at was uh -huh. at that church. Uh -huh. But she also spoke on campus, on uh -huh. IU's campus. A lot of this information is coming from newspaper articles uh, reporting about the time and then also Susan B. Anthony also kept diaries, but they're they're very short diaries of yeah. like I spoke in Bloomington and then moved on. You know, it's yeah. not super detailed. Sometimes she lists um, who she talked to and that sort of thing, um, but she it does say the newspaper does the article does say that she spoke on IU's campus to students and faculty. Um, so we can kind of. I'm not really sure if that meant inside or outside. We're not really sure. Right. Um, but, yeah, she's been a couple of times to Bloomington. Any names of women that stand out for you in the years leading up to the passage, the ratification mm -hmm. of the 19th Amendment? There are many women that are locally involved yeah. in the in the movement Monroe and counties. I'm exciting that I'm coming up with these names um, very early on Maud Showers was involved and she um, is connected with the Showers uh, brothers furniture factory uh -huh. so she's from that family she was the one who invited Susan B Anthony the second time she came to campus, um, the first time she came, Susan came to Bloomington, Theophilus Wiley had invited her um, to speak. So uh, so we've got Maud Showers, and then there's uh, Mrs. 
Belle Myers, and Belle was married to Robert Myers, who was a local prosecutor, and then he became a judge, and then he became a state congressman, and then he became a federal congressman. So he kind of walked himself up the political ladder, and she was right there with him. And she began, she was the very first president of the Bloomington Suffrage Club. It was around 1870. Yeah. I am really working on finding out whether or not she influenced her husband's um, maybe political leanings. I know that he also spoke on suffrage a couple of times to the club members. Um, So I think that he definitely had the same sentiments that she did. Maud Showers and Annabelle Myers were um, some two really early women in the 1800s. And then in the 1900s, we have this like second wave of um, suffrage movement. And I would say that Agnes Evans was one woman who she was involved at the state level. Um, She was an officer a couple of times. And then she also toured around the state and around the area, giving suffrage talks um, to other clubs, um, encouraging more people to support suffrage. And I'm supposing you didn't know this stuff prior to doing this research. No, I didn't. This is all new stuff. This is all new. And it must be exciting to to say, (laughs) hey, these people were doing this stuff a hundred and some years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. It's. I feel like I learn something new every day, and I'm very excited about it. I just the other day um, found that in March of 1918, the Bloomington, um, then it was called the Bloomington Franchise League, they met in the new library. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, that's the Carnegie Library, yeah. which is now the History Center. So uh-huh. we have in our education room, um, that was that was the the physical place that hosted a suffrage meeting in 1918. So it's really amazing that you can like I work and I'm doing this research in a space where this history happened. Yeah. It's it's very exciting for me. So you take care of all this invaluable stuff. What did you say? Seventy one thousand pieces yes. at the Monroe County History Center. Uh-huh. And you're the guardian essentially of the history of this county. Why yeah. you? Oh my. I well, I wouldn't say that I do it alone. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> I, think. <laughs> yeah, um, I have my my fellow coworkers and all of our volunteers and student interns. We all work to to make the history of Monroe County as accessible as possible, and and to preserve it as long as as long as possible. So I wouldn't say that I do it alone, but um, that is something that I've always wanted to do: is to work in museums and and care for artifacts. Now, your education background is in both history and art history. Yes. I've always been fascinated with history. I um, started volunteering at at my own local museum um, when I was in high school. So um, I've always wanted to work in museums. I always thought they were fascinating. Would that be the Du Bois County Museum? It would, yeah. yeah. Because you're from? Jasper, Indiana. Good old Jasper. <laughs> yeah. For a while, in the summer of 2013, you served 
as the big boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Dubois County Community Foundation funded an internship for me to be the director of the Dubois County Museum for the summer. The Dubois County Museum then was completely volunteer run. They uh-huh. had no paid staff members, which is really amazing for that size of museum. Yeah. And, and they really do a wonderful job. But they were expanding to the point that they needed um, a paid person. And so the internship was more of a, a test to see, like, what would a director do? What skills would a director need to have in order to handle this specific job? And um, how would somebody fund this this sort of position? And so, You yeah, were the guinea pig. I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you survived. I did. <laughs> you did all the hard work for the person yeah. who's now... Yes, who's now the director. The director mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. 